Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland on News Talk. Now, every single entrepreneur, no matter where they come from or how big they become, has been at the point in their journey where they ask themselves, where do I start? Well, my next guest is the co-author of a fascinating handbook that looks to guide aspiring founders and provide essential guidance for people who want to build a successful company. Matt Clifford, co-founder and CEO of Entrepreneur First and co-author of How to Be a Founder, uh, how entrepreneurs can identify, fund and launch their best ideas, joins me now. Good morning to you, Matt. How are you? Good morning. I'm really well. Now, Matt, you're based in the UK, and I was I was reading uh, that entrepreneurial ambition appears to be at a an all time high over there. But less than one percent of UK companies become high growth businesses. So there's a bit of a discourse there in terms of you know what happens to the other ninety nine percent. Yeah, I think that's absolutely right, and I I think that's the big opportunity, not just in the UK but around the world. That um, th- there are so many people that have entrepreneurial ambitions, and you know most of them, I think, do actually aspire to build big, thriving, growing companies. But but doing so is is hard, and there's lots of missteps you can make along the way. And part of the reason we wrote the book was to try and distill everything we've learned from building you know, businesses worth $10 billion over the last 10 years uh, to try and help na- you know, kind of narrow that gap. Right. And, and how have things changed, I suppose, for entrepreneurs today as opposed to 20 years ago with the advance of technology, with the different types of businesses that are out there, uh, I suppose with the, with the competition, the intense competition with any business that's, you know, using the internet, things have changed, haven't they? Absolutely. I think the the internet has been the biggest gift in history, I think, to entrepreneurs, but it certainly doesn't mean that, that scaling a company today is easy. I think what it does mean is that starting a company, and particularly the very experimental you know, kind of first few months of a company, have been cheaper and easier than ever. And I think that's a great thing for aspiring founders. A lot of what we talk about in the book and a lot about what we do in our day jobs at Entrepreneur First is help to encourage entrepreneurs to have an experimental mindset, to, to think in terms of bets and tests that they can run very cheaply, very inexpensively to figure out, like, am I actually onto something? Is this an idea that I should sink a lot of time into? Uh, and, you know, the internet, you know, because you can now throw up a website and see what people want and how they respond quickly and cheaply, that is a real gift. There's also, am I right in saying, uh, the Generation Z or Z choosing entrepreneurship as a career path. So 62% of Generation Z are choosing entrepreneurs as a career path. Does that mean that they're, they're doing that and not going to university? Or does that include people that go to university? I think it very much includes people that, that go to university. I, I, I think, you know, if you visit universities today, it's really striking how, you know, often the entrepreneurship club is the biggest, you know, kind of campus society, which is which is very encouraging. I think, you know, historically though, um, a lot of people who have entrepreneurial ambitions, you know, while in education, uh, kind of reach the conclusion as they come towards graduating or leaving school or whatever that, oh, I can't actually do that in the real world. And 
again, you know, like our belief is you absolutely can. And entrepreneurship is increasingly becoming a sort of visible um, sort of uh, sort of career path that you can follow in the same way that you might follow a, you know, a traditional one. And again, a, a lot of the book is about trying to make visible to aspiring founders. What are the steps that you might take if you want to, you know, increase your chances of success and reduce risk? Now you can't eliminate risk. Um, building businesses is always going to be risky, but we do think that think there are some things you can do to make success more likely, or at least make it less, uh, make failure less expensive. And how do you define success when it comes to entrepreneurship? I think that obviously comes down to the entrepreneur. Like, you know, I, I wouldn't want to, um, I wouldn't want to pretend there's some objective standard. I think people get into entrepreneurship for all sorts of different reasons. You know, for some it's the autonomy and freedom. Uh, for some it's the, um, you know, the ability to make uh, lots of wealth. For others, it's the mission of what they're actually doing. You know, like they they, they set out to solve a problem through a business, and it's solving that problem that is success. I think this is actually one of the things that makes entrepreneurship very attractive today as a career path is that actually it is a way to satisfy a very wide range of different kinds of ambitions. And so when we work with entrepreneurs, you know, one of the things that we work on is saying like, what do you actually want to get out of this? Because I think uh, unless you have a clear goal, unless you know why you're building the business, um, it can, you know, you can get a few years in and, and really wonder, you know, where you're going and if you're in the right direction. We have a chapter in the book that's all about sort of figuring out, you know, your why and figuring out, you know, your, your motivations for uh, for going down this path. You, you talk a lot about par- partnerships, collaboration and trust and you know, I suppose there's there's maybe different individuals will work differently and better or worse in different partnerships. Do you, do you recommend partnership and co-founders or, or should certain individuals just go it alone? We are big fans of co-founders. Uh, we've really kind of made our, our career and built our business on the idea that uh, co-founding is one of the best ways to increase your chances of success. So, you know, I think we often in in the media and, and, and in popular culture in particular, you know, the stories we tell are of sort of hero, solo entrepreneurs who who go out on their own. But but usually behind those stories, there's 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 two or more people working together, you know. Google is Larry Page and Sergey Brin. Microsoft is Bill Gates is the one that gets the attention, but you know, it wouldn't be there with Paul Allen. Apple, Steve Jobs, the famous one, but Steve Wozniak, the um, technical genius behind the scenes. And, yeah, we interviewed you know, we him on really this very program. That, although, you know, again, one of the interesting things about entrepreneurship is it's not, there's no one size fits all. There's no entrepreneurship by numbers. Different things work for different people. But we think on average, most people should have a co-founder. And that's what we've been doing at Entrepreneur First for the last decade. And so a lot of the book is about talking, it's talking about, how would you go about identifying? And then again, going back to this idea of experimenting and testing, how do you test a co-founding relationship early on to make sure it really is the right one for you and you're not setting up problems for yourself down the line? So maybe that you work with an individual, uh, you know, where, where there isn't an equity partnership in another world before you, you commence, you get to know somebody first. You probably pick somebody who's got different skills than you have those kind of things is that what you recommend in the book 
Yeah, so we, we really believe that the only way to test uh, a co-founder relationship is to get started and try and build something together, try and build a business together, but with the very clear understanding that it is an experiment. You know, so I think I think the mistake that a lot of people make when choosing a co-founder is they immediately think, oh, I should go with my best friend or I should go with someone that I've known the longest. Those can be good indicators that you're going to get on as, as business partners, but they're certainly very unreliable. We think that in general, people uh, overrate how long they've known someone, underrate how productive is this person going to make me? Does this person make me the best entrepreneurial version of myself? And we, in the book, we talk about ways to test that, to figure out very quickly. And we're talking about days and weeks, not months and years. You know, Is this person going to actually be the person that makes me more successful? Because ultimately, starting a business is really, really hard. You need someone that makes you more likely to succeed. Right. And what would you say to any kind of young entrepreneur maybe listening to this conversation on the topic of first steps? Like, like where do you actually start? Yeah, I think, well, uh, obviously I'm a little bit biased and say they should, uh, they should check out Entrepreneur First because this is, this is what we do. We help uh, young founders uh, build businesses. But I think, you know, to, to make a broader point, I think one of the key things is to find you know, find peers, find a network, find a community of people that will support you through this process. That's certainly what Entrepreneur First provides. But, you know, if you're at university, as I said, most universities have entrepreneurship clubs. Um, and increasingly, you can find that support online as well. I mean, there's lots of communities on places like Reddit where entrepreneurs help each other. But I think, again, like going back to this idea that entrepreneurship is a is a team sport, so much of it's around having people around you who are willing you to succeed and are, are really willing to nudge you in the right direction along the way. And um, I, I think that's a, the key, you know, like it's not about holding yourself up until everything is perfect and then unleashing your, your business idea on an unsuspecting world. It's about getting it out there, testing early enough and talking to people, getting feedback and, and acting on it. And finally, Matt, can I ask you about, you, you mentioned damaging myths that stop entrepreneur, entrepreneurs from succeeding. What is the most damaging myth, in your view, that, that prevents uh, success with entrepreneurs? There are lots. Um, you know, I, I think there are myths, as you know, we already talked about, about, you know, kind of you, you should go it alone. I think there's myths about, um, you know, like who entrepreneurship is for. And I think maybe that's the most damaging one. There are, there are lots of people out there who I talk to about founding who sort of say, mm, founding a company is not for people like me. And actually, I think one of the things that is positive but very slow is that, you know, over the last decade, um, entrepreneurship has become more diverse. You know, more and more people from all walks of life, you know, uh, you know, more women, more people from ethnic minorities, more people from, you know, kind of... Uh, different economic backgrounds are saying, actually, I can do this. And they're absolutely right. But I think the myth that like entrepreneurship is for the already rich is, 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 is rubbish. And, you know, we need to put that to bed. Um, entrepreneurship, I think, is one of the greatest tools for, for social mobility globally. And, you know, we should be encouraging everyone to consider at least whether it's for them. It's not for everyone, but there's no kind of person who should rule themselves out. All right. Well, look, that's sage advice. Matt Clifford, co-founder and CEO of Entrepreneur First and author of How to Be a Founder. Um, thanks very much for joining us this morning. Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland. Saturday morning at 11 on News Talk.